Welcome back to Across the Movie Aisle, presented by Bulwark Plus. I am your host, Sunny Bunch, the culture editor of the Bulwark. I am joined, as always, by Alyssa Rosenberg of the Washington Post and Peter Suderman of Reason Magazine. Alyssa, Peter, how are you today? I'm fine. Happy to be talking about swords wow. with my friends. Uh, following last week's assault on the Capitol, there's been a lot of bloviating, most of it by me, uh, and a lot of hand-wringing, again, most of it by me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, folks. It's great there. Uh, there's been a lot of anger, a lot of heated rhetoric. But inspiration has been hard to come by. Um, and that is why I uh, might have choked up just a little bit while watching and listening to Arnold Schwarzenegger's plea for unity uh, that was released on Twitter this weekend. The Austrian immigrant actor and politician, who I have previously described as the literal human embodiment of the American dream, released a video on Twitter condemning the assault on Capitol Hill uh, and recalling his own father's failure to stand up to Nazism while brandishing Conan the Barbarian's sword. It was pretty amazing. It could have been camp. Uh, but it struck me as the most sincere statement of American values I have seen in ages. As I said, choked up maybe just a bit. There are things we could quibble about, whether or not the invocation of Kristallnacht makes sense, for instance. Uh, but what struck me was the passion of his plea, the mining of his two uh, of his own painful history, and the fact that he had and has had the guts to call out his own party for their shameful behavior these last few years. Uh, most importantly, though, it's the reminder that what leads to a people rejecting democracy isn't a disagreement over policies. It's about lying to them about the legitimacy of their government. Uh, quote, it all started with lies and lies and lies, end quote, Schwarzenegger said, of Austria's path to fascism. Constraining those lies needs to be job number one. Trump wasn't banned from Twitter because he sought a reduction in the capital gains rate. He's been banned from Twitter for undermining faith in our electoral system by lying and lying and lying about it over and over again. Lies that culminated in a literal assault on Congress. Um, Peter, what did you make of uh, Mr. Schwarzenegger's speech? Are you buying what the governor is selling? Yeah. Also, do you, do you have that sword? Do you have that the Conan sword? No, I don't have it because I'm not Conan. That's He's true. Conan the Barbarian, and he has the Conan sword. Um, and look, I, I, it's possible that in some other moments, some other alternate reality in which the Capitol rioters were just a bunch of jerks who gathered somewhere and jeered, I would have looked at this and said, well, you know, uh, that was kind of silly and overblown, right? And the, but the context matters here. What, what happened last week, um, and again, this is happening within walking distance of where I live. So I, I spent Wednesday listening to emergency vehicles speed towards the Capitol because of what was going on. Um, and, and yeah, like it was, I totally bought in a completely earnest and nearly saccharine way what Schwarzenegger was saying. Um, I'm not sure he was a great governor, but he is somebody who has some, some semblance of sense and moral character here. Like it, he, he, like again, this is not, I am not justifying everything that Arnold Schwarzenegger has done in his life or his career. I'm not saying like that I, that I endorse all of it or even much of it. I'm saying that here in a speech brandishing the Conan sword, he basically got what he got to the core of the problem. And he basically stated it in a way that I thought was effective. And what's been amazing is that is that no one in American politics has done, has like delivered a speech as good as that. I think Mitt Romney might've come close, um, but it's just like the, it, it really draws attention 
to the incredible failure of leadership that we have seen. And yes, I understand why Joe Biden has largely stayed out of this. And I think in many ways that's a probably, you know, it been a, a good strategy, um, you know, but but just think about normally when you have crises, when you have the events like this, to the extent that we have them, they're first of all, typically not caused by the president. And second of all, the president is there to say the thing that needs to be said. And what we haven't had for four years now is a president who is remotely capable of or saying interested. the thing that needs or yes, he's not interested and not capable of saying the thing that needs to be said. And so it falls to freaking the Terminator to do that. Uh, Alyssa, before before the show started, you said that you had kind of expected this to be a little corny and, were, and found yourself moved. I'm I, I I was curious to get your your take on this video. Yeah, there were two things about it, uh, and I was really really surprised by how moved I was about this. But there were two things that I thought were really powerful about it. Um, the first was him talking about his childhood in Vienna, and you know he's born in 1947, so he is born after the end of World War II, and he talks about growing up in this environment where in every household he knew a man was drinking himself basically to death in shame over what he had done and seen in Nazi service and beating his wife and kids. And I thought, I mean, and he was clear that this was not something he talked about in detail that was, you know, to some degree difficult for him to talk to. But I thought that was just a really moving image of one potential future for America, right? I mean, this has been a really shameful moment. And there are some people who will be diehards about it. But there are already people who feel ashamed of what they've done. And what he did then was sort of offer people not a way out, because I thought the other thing that was really striking was his emphasis on accountability and, you know, the terms on which unity would actually be healing. But he offered people a way forward. And, you know, he kind of echoed, um, I think this was a, I think, I think he was echoing George W. Bush's letter to Barack Obama, but I would have to check this, um, saying, you know, your success, he was saying that Republicans should say to Biden, you know, your success is our success, your success is the nation's success. And he was not saying, you know, the Kevin McCarthy version of unity that's like, let's both censure the president and maybe have a commission to investigate electoral fraud, which is, of course, like, extending the nonsense and totally beside the point. But he was saying, you know, we can move together if we step up and tell people the truth. And, you know, even if we disagree with the way that Biden thinks we're going to make the world better, that we hope for the best and that we communicate that clearly, we respect his legitimacy, and that we try to move forward on the basis of the truth. And, you know, he is he is someone who can deliver that message sort of uncompromisingly, but also with a certain amount of credibility. And I think part of the problem is that there are not a lot of figures in American life who have that sort of credibility and the element of surprise, right? I mean, you know, Mitt Romney standing up and delivering a speech, excoriating what happened on the Capitol is you know, wonderful and needed, but also, but it's not surprising in the same way, right? And Mitt Romney is not sort of a macho icon in the way the governor is. Um, and so, you know, I think Schwarzenegger's politics were clearly never Trump's politics, um, but he is that sort of pop cultural figure. He has a cachet that extends beyond politics. Um, and so he was able to lay that forward without seeming compromising anyway in any way right i mean it was all just delivered from a position of some sadness but real strength and confidence um and 
you know, there are just not that many people in American public life who could do that. Like, it's basically him and, like, Dwayne Johnson. Um, yeah. Who I, mean, I, it... I still think will be president of the United <laughs> States one day. Could, uh, could happen. Could happen. Uh, <laughs> but I just, I thought it was just a an excellent use of the moment and just maybe the finest moment of his career in pol- culture or in politics. I mean, I the the thing I keep coming back to again and, and again, uh, aside from the Conan sword, which was awesome, uh, is is the 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 demand to politicians to stop lying, stop lying to people. I, like it's not this isn't triangulation. This isn't uh, you know saying, well, maybe we'll do this thing and then you do another thing. It's not it's not fudging what tax rate you want. It's not saying, well, we're going to do this immigration reform and then you do something else entirely. It's just straightforwardly lying to people. That That is the thing that has been so uh, disheartening, not from Trump, because I don't expect anything better from Trump. Uh, Trump's, Trump's uh, you know, he's a bad person and he's a liar and he's been lying about election results uh, for as long as he's been in politics. But what, what, what is, what is, what is unfortunate and what has bummed me out is the extent to which the rest of the Republican Party has gone along with it. Um, you know, Holly Cruz, a uh, hundred plus members of the House of Representatives. Uh, stop lying to your constituents and telling them that there is any way that this election would be overturned because of voter fraud. That's not a thing. It doesn't exist. And except and again, this for is... the guy who voted his dead mother for Trump. Yeah, well, except for that guy. Except for that. Guy. But the but I mean, like it. It just is. It the you just having somebody go on onto my computer screen and say this one this one simple thing that we need honesty from our our, our elected officials more than we need anything else right now was uh, weirdly weirdly compelling and comforting um it cut through so much of the 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 noise and the nonsense and uh, i don't know I, I i again i found it I was surprisingly moved by it, um, uh, you know, for all the personal stuff and everything else, but mostly just just because it was nice to hear somebody tell the truth for once. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the emphasis on lies is right and not just lies, you know, the historical invocations that he makes, the parallels, you know, it's sort of, it are, are relevant here because these aren't just lies, just sort of ordinary political lies, right? It's it's kind of true that like politicians lie, right? We can point out like I I can pull out lies from nearly every presidential candidate for the last twenty years, stuff that's just untrue, and it's like, oh, you know that regulation didn't actually require these companies to have six inches of safety band around there. It's like, it's just like ordinary political stuff, right? Or, or we didn't fire that person from the bureaucracy because, you know, because of their view on this, it's like we fired them for some for no, you fired them for because their view on that. All right. And like, there's lies are part of politics at this, but the lies that we are seeing right now are, are not part of American politics in a, in a in a usual sense. They are lies that are designed to illegitimately preserve the political power of a single person, not to not to further an agenda, not even to support a party, right, which we see partisan lies all the time. What what this is, is these are lies designed to support basically an author, an authoritarian who wants to be president uh, completely regardless of the democratic legitimacy of of uh, of whether or not he won that office um and that is what is 
is so incredibly offensive, uh, even at, at small scale, but especially at the, I mean, the mega scale, we have seen it where it is, where it is being done by senators, where it is um, being backed by a majority of Republicans in the House and by the Speaker of the House, by, you know, by senior, by senior Republicans and even the ones who, who are doing an okay job and are saying, no, we're going to have an orderly transition of power, Biden won, um, even a bunch of them are sort of have downplayed a bunch of this, have kind of refused to just say what is true. And yeah, and, and it was nice to see it was nice to see somebody say that. Um, and I, I thought about that speech for a long time after watching it uh, over this weekend, um, surprisingly long time. And I will probably think about that speech more than I think about uh, than I think about the movie we watched this week. I will probably end up thinking about it more than Small Axe. One, uh, one, one, one last thing before we we jet off here. I I would just like to highlight the production values of this. It's not just Arnold Schwarzenegger in you know writing a speech that somebody probably wrote for him to a certain extent. Um, and it's not just his his great cadences and rhythms. And and it's not just that the the thing, you know, built to a built to a climax and and it was scored with music it was it was shot from multiple angles it was you know this was this was a compelling piece of of film uh and i i i I wanted to get your get a quick get a quick thumbs up or thumbs down just on the the technical skills demonstrated by team schwarzenegger here i mean good Uh, but could have used a mini horse could he could have used the mini horse that's true Alyssa, what did you make of the actual like filming of it the actual like production values of it. I mean, it's sort of cheesy, right? I mean, the music is like a little bit much. Um, ah, cheese you know. is good. Uh, but I think I will say as much as like, I found the music a little intrusive, you know, it works, right? And I think that, I think, you know, as a counterpart to what Peter was saying about the lies we're seeing, I think sincerity has been very downplayed as an American value. Um, you know, even among folks who, you know, claim to be really serious about the, you know, honoring the flag and everything else. There's, you know, there's sort of a cynicism even in the allegations that, you know, other people aren't patriotic. And just the sort of straight upness, like the this music is how I feel about Americaness of it. Um, I think that tone and that sort of utter sincerity uh, really reinforced the message in a way that worked. I mean, it I think it will, I mean, I don't know that this is going to last as a historical document. Um, and if it does, like the whole combination of the hypersincerity and the music and the sword may not register. But in this moment, it was just sort of a reassertion of um, just sort of plainness um, and honesty and not needing to convolute your emotions or weaponize them um, that I found very affecting. Back in the day when we were previously doing the show, the assigned viewing for this episode absolutely would have been Conan uh, the Barbarian because the the prop employed here was was great. And it, it again, it gets to kind of the idea of Arnold Schwarzenegger as the actual American dream. Like nobody else could actually get away with doing that. I don't think even Jason Momoa could get away with doing that. And he played Conan the Barbarian uh, like you, 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 you. He, he gets away with this because he is he is an immigrant who came to the country, who, like, made himself into the most famous person in the world. Who invented uh, biceps. Who invented biceps and, and lats and, and, also, and the, all the other muscle groups. And who became, he, he became as 
uh, a powerful a politician as he could be under our constitutional system. I mean, he, he can't win the presidency, um, which is too bad. But, but you California know, is like a country. But California is bigger than most countries. Uh, uh, so, you know, it, it, it he, he did. He has done it all. Uh, and there is there is something uh, to be said for him using that having done it all this to to kind of uh, try to help America in its moment of need. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I loved it. Everyone should watch the video if you haven't already. That is it for today's show. Uh, if you love this show, please share it with a friend. Um, if we don't generate enough memberships via this podcast, JVL is going to shoot us all into the sun. You don't want that now, would you? Uh, if you didn't love today's episode, please complain to me on Twitter at Sunny Bunch. I will convince you that it is, in fact, the best show in your podcast feed again. See you guys next week. Bye.